Welcome to the High Hopes Phillies Minor League Rundown. I'm Jason Springer here with Jeff Cohen following the journey of the players chasing their dreams in the Phillies farm system. Jeff, it's been the all-star break this week, uh, but there's been news in the system. What's going on, man? We got, well, first of all, we got two, we got two all-star games. We got the double-A all-star game and the triple-A all-star game. Probably the biggest uh, news to come out of both of those all-star games is, is our guy, Derek Hall from Reading, uh, won the home run derby and is the second Reading player in the last two years to win it, with Davey Grulon winning it last year. Who was going to participate but is out with an injury, so he wasn't able yeah. to try and defend his crown at AAA this year. But yeah, it's exciting that the bats are, are were definitely out in power at the All-Star game there. Yeah, Derek once again was impressing. Uh, and uh, as far as the Reading crew, Reading had technically five guys that were on the All-Star game. You have Adonis Medina, you have Addison Russ, uh, you had Mickey Moniak, uh, who is not going to participate due to a, an injury and a hamstring injury. So, Brenny Kumana is, has been picked to replace them. Well, it's, def- it's definitely good to see them getting some recognition for the players. Let's uh, recap what went on before the All-Star break in the system. How are the Iron Pigs doing right now, Jeff? Well, the Iron Pigs are kind of treading water at this point. They're 42 and 44. They're tied for third in the International League North. Eight games back of Scranton Wilkesbury. But there were two, as far as I can tell, two big developments uh, at Triple I. Which one is uh, uh, Nick Williams, who has been off the radar since he came down from the Phillies, uh, broke the Iron Pigs record for consecutive game hitting streak held by Scott Kingery. Uh, and he has, as far as we can tell, has a good attitude about it, saying that being sent down has helped him gain his confidence back and work on kind of a rhythm by being in there every day. In 21 games, 85 at-bats, 32 hits, 8 doubles, 2 triples, 4 home runs, 13 RBIs, batting 376, and he has a 1.095 OPS. The attitude is what encourages me just as much as the numbers because you never know how a player is going to handle going down. Uh, you could lose them. They could be motivated to get back up to where they were. And for him, he seems to sort of have embraced it and taken the challenge. And you're starting to see the results at the plate form. Well, for, for Nick, it's a question of, of where is where is he best served for his development? He's still a young player. Playing at the major league level, he wasn't getting the ABs, um, especially with the recent addition of Jay Bruce. So having him sit on the bench was kind of a waste of his talents by putting him at AAA. It allows him to develop himself, which could be good if the Phillies decide to put him in there as a starting outfielder or if they decide that they're going to use him as trade bait in order to get some pitching at the major league level. Well, tell me about the Phillies minor league player of the month because you actually got to sit down with him and we've got an interview with him. Well, Austin Listy has been nothing but great since he has come up from AA. Again, we've talked to him about how the beginning of the season was kind of a struggle. Uh, he kind of took off um, the second half of the first half of the season. And then when they promoted him to AAA, he's played in 17 games, five doubles, five homers, 15 RBIs. He's been 328, and he's got a 1.029 OPS. And the Phillies have rewarded him as the minor league player of the month. And his attitude, again, you know, you talk about how players handle it. Uh, it impresses me, the maturity of some of the players in the system and that comes through in your interview with him Austin is a mature baseball player and man um, I just think that that he has it all together and, and most importantly for Philly fans the guy just loves to hit 
Well, let's go to that interview and then we'll come back and we'll talk about the rest of what's going in the farm system. So, so I'm here with uh, Austin Listy in Allentown. He's learning already to be a broadcaster, and his baseball career is only just getting started. Austin, how you doing? I'm good. How are you? Good. So uh, last time we saw you was a couple weeks ago down in, in Reading, mm-hmm. uh, and since that time, you've decided to move on down the road a little bit to AAA, and uh, so what's that been, experience been like for you? You know, it's been fun. It's, uh-huh. uh, it's an honor to be here. Thank the good Lord for helping me get here. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's a great group of guys here and a lot of experience in that clubhouse. So it's uh, it's fun to be a part of. When did you know that you were coming up to AAA? It was the last game. Uh, man, I don't remember who we were playing. We had to finish a game that got postponed the night before. And then I, I show up to the locker, and then we had to play the actual nine-inning game we had scheduled. For yeah, you've had a lot of rain this yeah, year. It was, yeah. yeah, it was kind of weird. But so I show up, and it was right before we went to Portland. Uh, so I show up, Sean Williams, and calls me to his office, and Tyler Henson's in there. They tell me, hey, you're not making the trip to Portland after the game today. Uh, we pulled you from the lineups. You know, you're going to Lehigh. You're meeting them in Columbus. And, uh, you know, typical... You know, congratulations, keep doing what you're doing, you know, all that stuff. And that's when I found out. Is it exciting when you get the chance to get called up to a new level? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. You know, who doesn't want to be called up? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's exciting. It's, it's, it's what you want. So it's, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's just part of the business. You've had a, a lot of ups and downs this year and a lot of movement. Uh, you've played a lot of positions this year. What's it been like playing different positions? Well, to be honest, I really hadn't played that many positions this year. Um, in Reading, all I played was third, and so far here in yeah. Lehigh, all I've done is play. So was it last year that you played left? Last left? year okay. I played left, right, right thir- uh, first. Ha- I get, at bit. my age, you know, things get yeah. uh, It's all good. Yeah. yeah. Uh, no, I mean, it's cool. Uh-huh. I, like, I like being in the lineup, so it's uh, it helps out. So you said you played a lot of third this year. Well, since you've gotten to Lehigh Valley, you've played a little bit of first base, right? Yeah, I've played first every game but one. I've played left. Um, if you had to have your druthers, where would you? What's your favorite position to play? What's the one that you're most comfortable at? Uh, I get asked that a lot. I'd say hitting. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Okay. Right. Well, guess what? You're on a National League right. team. No, I'm just. <laughs> I, I'm probably most comfortable at first, if uh-huh. I'm to be honest. What is it about first that you like most? I don't know. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're. You kind of got to be locked in all the time. You're, you know, whether it's pickoffs or back picks from the catcher or, you know, holding guys on, and ground balls, double plays. You're, you're basically on, you're in on everything for the most part. And it's, uh, I don't know, I, I just enjoy it. And, you know, I like talking to guys and, mm-hmm. you know, having a good time. So what do you talk about? We always see the first baseman. I don't think it's possible to be an introvert and play first base. No, it's not. No. So, it's so classified, though. I can't tell you. There's nothing. No, I can't tell you. Not it's a single thing. No, yeah. what, what, How about topics? Conversations on the field yeah. today there, you know what I'm yeah. saying? No, I'm just kidding. Uh, you know, you just kind of chit-chat about seeing how guys are doing and where mm-hmm. they're from, you know, where they draft out of college or high school, and maybe you know someone they know mm-hmm. or different stuff like that. How's your season going? You know, whatever got a family mm-hmm. different stuff just chit-chat and talk about the pitcher what pitch they hit or 
Oh, really? What pitch they did. Yeah. You know, just uh-huh. different small talk. Yeah. And you like that. Yeah. Yeah. I like talking to people. Well, as you said before, you, you like hitting. Yes, sir. So um, your hitting has kind of taken off the last month in, in Reading and continued uh, quite well here. And I think you have five home runs in your first eight games. Mm-hmm. Uh, with uh, what, what took off for you? What clicked? I mean, to be honest with you, other than April, uh-huh. uh, the whole year I've been hitting balls really hard, uh-huh. having great at-bats, a lot of walks, driving in runs. Uh, but the big thing is I've, I've just been having a lot of really good at-bats and hitting a lot of balls hard. And for a while, they just weren't falling. The hits just weren't falling. I was just hitting it right at people or people making good plays, typical kind of baseball stuff. And... And uh, you know, just stuck with that approach, and mm-hmm. and you know, I thank the good Lord for letting the hits fall. It's just, uh, it's kind of one of those things that people don't, they don't realize, and it, and it gets frustrating. You know, you're hitting balls hard, but you're not getting any results. But you just got to stay the course and mm-hmm. know that if you keep doing that, your luck's going to change. Yeah, but it can't be that easy. I mean, you you seem like somebody who's got a good head on your shoulders. You're you're handling things the right way. But when the hits aren't falling, even though you are hitting it hard, there's got to be a sense of frustration. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. As a competitor, uh-huh. I mean, everyone always says like, ah, you can't be mad you hit it hard. But when it's happening over and over and over again, and right. you're not getting any result. It's it's frustrating, but at the same time, I mean, what else can you do? You can't mm-hmm. control that. You got to focus on the things you can control, things that are out of your control. No reason to get pissed off or frustrated with. Uh, it's very hard to do, but it's uh, just one of those deals. I mean, the the, the people that the decision makers and all mm-hmm. that they know they know you're doing just fine. That you know. It's just some some bad luck, some bad timing, whatever it may be. But you just gotta you just gotta keep swinging, keep a good head, and uh, show a little toughness. Mm-hmm. Do you enjoy um, being up here with Gary Jones? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Uh, you know, I was not I, that you're gonna say no, but <laughs> well, yeah. But uh, most of these guys I was with in spring training all uh-huh. year, so I was you know I was with Jonesy all spring until maybe the last couple of days. Right. And. Uh, so yeah, you know I love it. It's fun. It's I was with Shrinky and Legger and Redding last year, and and Kozak and Lidge. You mm-hmm. know, so it's a lot of these guys I've I've been with. So it's uh, yeah, it's fun. You started when you came up here. You started on the road. Mm-hmm. Um, what was it like to travel with these guys on the road to start off, as opposed to getting settled in in Allentown? Uh, I mean, it's it's cool. It's yeah. it, when you get moved up, you don't really care where you're going. You just you're happy to be moving up and and uh, ho- hope you can contribute in some way. Uh, you know, I actually I was pretty blessed. I met them in Columbus, which is a sweet sweet setup. It's a very nice park. You play, you stay right downtown. I walk to the field every day. Right. I walk to the hotel after the games. Like I didn't even ride the bus. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just a nice setup. It was a really good place. Really good place to play. And uh, I had some family friends that were actually nearby, so they came out and caught a couple games and. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's just great. You go back to Texas. That's where your family's from, right? That's right. Yeah. So you go you go back in the off season. Oh yeah. 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 Texas, man, it's home. So what did Austin Listy do in the off season this year? This past off season? Yeah. Well, I was in the fall league right. for until the what is that? The end of October, mm-hmm. I think, or is it later than that? It's a little bit later than that, is depending on how well you did. Mid November. Yeah. Uh-huh. I don't remember. 
but was it fun fall league was fun yeah, yeah it was uh it was really fun hanging out with the guys and getting the getting the play because it's what is it is it five is it yeah, I think there's six teams with each team is made up of five organizations. Right. Something yeah. like that. Uh-huh. So you get to play with a lot of guys you've played against and play with guys that you never play against because they're in different leagues. Mm-hmm. So, like, we had the Astros and the Reds, uh, the Mets, the Giants. Uh, so it was, like, a lot of those guys I knew from playing against, but a lot of them I'd never met. And it was cool to hang out with them. And uh, playing against other teams and other guys that you don't get to play against is mm-hmm. also pretty fun. You get to see the, some of the best talent in minor league baseball. You know, how's that not fun? Yeah, didn't you have Luke Leftwich out there with you? Yeah, there were a yeah. lot of us uh-huh. out there. There was, I mean, we had me, Derek Hall, uh-huh. Mark Mees Gamboa, uh, Leftwich, McGarry, Viza, Hennigan. Yeah, there was, we had a pretty big group. You, you and Derek go back a long way. Yeah, we go back to DB. So, uh, you guys getting sick of each other yet? No, of course not. <laughs> no, we're good friends, and we have uh, a lot of similar interests and hobbies. So, yeah. It's, yeah, we click really well. You still talk every day now that you're a whopping 30, 40 miles away from each other? Uh, we don't talk every day, yeah. but, I mean, still really good friends. Who is, who's your roommate now that you're here? My wife. Oh, okay. Yeah, I live with my wife. Uh huh. <laughs> and son. Well, that's a good. Th- How old's your son? Year and a half. Yeah. So, what's that experience like for for you having, you know, when you when you're in minor league baseball, there's so many different people that come from different walks of life, who also have different life experiences. I mean, you're you're a dad, you're a husband. Um, and then there's some guys that, you know, just single guys, they're younger. Uh, how do you all get along? I mean, all that doesn't really matter. Yeah. I mean, people are people, you know? I mean, whether you're a dad, a parent, a husband, whatever, or single, I mean, that doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, we, we're grinding with each other. Day in, I'm spending more time with these guys than I do with my family. Right. You know, so it's easy you know it's so do your, does your family travel with you or they're they're just up in the pennsylvania area now? uh no th- yeah. i mean in reading they went to harrisburg series a couple times right you know just right down the road uh-huh. no they don't go to the road trips does it change last year we talked to i don't know if you had a chance to meet nick grickles um yeah I did. So he was yeah. a catcher here um and he just had a, a daughter mm-hmm. and we talked about whether your perspective changes when when you go from playing a game that you've played your whole life you know kind of as a kid to being a dad and being a, a husband does your perspective at all change on baseball when that happens to you and whether it's a career versus a game kind of thing uh, I think I don't remember if it was you or someone else asked mm-hmm. me that last year if, mm-hmm. if like my motivation changed and, or my perspective all that stuff mm-hmm. the answer for me no doesn't um if having a kid and being married motivates you more to make it to the big leagues then you're obviously not motivated enough before that like why are you playing this game um my motivation is is not because i'm a dad or because i'm married it's it's i've been playing this game since i was four years old my motivation has been there Mm -hmm. It's, it's it's to get to the big leagues and whether i'm a family man or not that shouldn't change um the only thing that I would say changes is, you know, after a bad game, I got to erase it and go home and it's, I can't carry that home. You know, mm-hmm. I got I got a wife and kid, uh, 
uh, I can't take it out on them, and, but that's hard to do sometimes. You know, you competitors, and it's a game of failure. It's frustrating, and it's, sometimes you do take it home. And you know, thank the Lord that my wife is pretty tough and lets me. You know, she'll let me cool off, and, and mm -hmm. she won't she won't get mad at me if I, you know, something little pisses me off. Or but I, I do my best not to bring it home. And I would say, uh, you know, I. I I think everyone could have probably improve on it. I know I could, but I do my best to to be pretty good about that. So when you when you got did you get back to Texas at all in the off season? Yeah, after the fall league, I, I was there all until spring training. Rodeo? Any rodeo? I don't think I got to go to any rodeos no. last year, but I do like how you keep wanting a rodeo bobblehead. I think uh -huh. that'd be sweet. That'd be a great idea. Did you talk to Ventola about it? Is he in charge of that? Yeah. Well, yeah. He's been on promotions. Well, Come on. Yeah, maybe I need to. Ventola? Yeah. I don't know where he went. Is he over there? Well, maybe. All right. You gotta, I, I you gotta get him up, on though. there. It can't be my. It can't be me. You know, it's gotta be someone else that does. If you want us to bring it up, we'll bring it up. Well, I mean, you've already tweeted it a couple <laughs> times, so I think you're doing your part. You know. Uh, but no, I don't think I got to go any rodeos. It's, yeah. Uh, there weren't any near me that were going on. I, you know what? I went to a rodeo in uh, Arizona, though. Okay. Uh, yeah. Sweet little setup in the small mountains, small mountain town. Uh, it was bull riding only, which is pretty cool. It's like mm -hmm. a, actually, it's a pretty cool little setup. Derek Hall took us out there because he's from Arizona. Oh, okay. In there. Yeah. Uh, I think it's called Buffalo Chip, and it's uh, it's like a restaurant slash bar saloon thing with a bull riding in the back right and on sundays it's a it's a church so it's just like the sweet <laughs> setup uh -huh. so i was in my element it was yeah. awesome uh, but no when i when i got back home it was more of just um, family time uh and got to do a little bit of hunting uh, a little bit of golf and uh all right how good a golfer are you not that good. Yeah. I'll go out and I'll birdie a couple holes, par a few holes. That's pretty good. Yeah, but then yeah. I like quadruple most of them. So yeah, but as, as look, as long as you have one or two good holes, it makes you come back and play again. Right? Absolutely. Yeah. My dad always told me one good shot will bring you back every time. Yep. He ain't no liar. Mm-hmm. So la last question. Um, you're now you're now in AAA. You're 60, 70 miles away from from Philadelphia. Um, is it hard to focus when you're so close, or does that make you more focused, or it doesn't change anything for you? It doesn't change anything for yeah. me. I don't think about it. You uh -huh. know, I, I do my best to be where my feet are at and not think ahead or uh, not get ahead of myself. You know, I try to I try to take it one day at a time. Uh -huh. And when the game starts, I try to simplify it even more and take it one pitch at a time. Mm -hmm. And it's I think. The, the better I can do that, the better I am. And I think that's probably the, the case for most guys. Mm -hmm. You know, if you just if you just control what you can control, focus on where you're at. You know, and whatever happens, happens. You know, if it's uh, if it's Lord's plan for me, then then awesome. And if not, then uh, you know, I, I do my best to listen to him. So. It's, uh, it's just one of those deals, man. I, I don't think about it, to be honest. Actually, I should ask one more question. Is your child a fan of Paw Patrol? Yeah, he loves it. So are, are you actually excited? Because I, I hear some, some guys that don't like wearing the, the jerseys when they have the special event. Tomorrow you're going to be wearing those Paw Patrol jerseys. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, it'll you be cool. you get excited about it? I love the theme nights. Yeah. Do I think, you? I think that's one of the cool things about the minor leagues is – we do have those theme nights where you know the crowds come out and you're wearing these wild uniforms and 
they auction them off or you can buy them whatever you mm-hmm. know so i think it's really cool i think it's a uh, it's pretty fun to to do that type of stuff all right so when they have the the auctioning off of the jerseys in the stands have you ever seen anybody have a family member try to bid on the jersey so that they had the, the most expensive one uh, no, I haven't. Uh, I've heard stories of where like players didn't know that you could just go to, you could just buy your jersey straight up, right? Like, where and they didn't know that, so their family or girlfriend or whoever would be in the stands. Oh, really? Bidding it up? Bidding, yeah. trying to get their son or whatever's uh-huh. jersey, not knowing that before the game you could have just told them I'm, I'm going to buy it, you know? Yeah. And it's a flat rate. Whereas now their family's out in the stands in a bidding war, spending $100 more than what they should have. Right. So I've heard of stories like that, but I've never seen it. I mean, you don't see the auction. It happens while you're playing most of the time. Have you ever seen a kid wearing one of your one of the jerseys you wore in a game? And what, what's that like to see somebody wearing your name on the back this of their cool. jersey? It's uh, I haven't seen like my name on the back of a uh-huh. jersey, but like the theme night jerseys, uh-huh. you know, whatever, whether it's a big Star Wars fan or harry potter fan or whatever it may be and someone buys it because they love that movie and and happen to like your number or they're a fan of yours it's pretty cool Mm -hmm. you know because you sign them and then they they send them off or whatever and then they show up with it and it's you know they talk to you like i bought your jersey you know Mm -hmm. it's pretty cool it's awesome well austin thanks for joining us we really appreciate your time and we're going to keep following it i appreciate it thank you thanks a lot have a good one yeah Jeff, I don't often get jealous, but I'm so jealous that I wasn't there with you uh, for that interview with Austin. He's a fun time to talk with. Yeah, I was a little concerned about whether or not the interview would actually take place. Why? You didn't give him a post-it note? Yeah, so uh, if you remember last time we were at AA, Austin came by and and wanted to know why uh, we weren't on the list of people to interview. And uh, so we asked him to, and he said, no, if there's no post-it on his locker, he ain't doing it. So (laughs) uh, when he got promoted, we went up to Allentown to interview him, and and then somebody came out and and handed our assistant a note, which when I opened up said that Austin wanted to know where his post-it note was. Uh, Jeff, he can't uh, drop the ball like that. You got to be more prepared. <laughs> Look, he, he's a great guy, and uh, he's a, he's a real professional hitter. I mean, the, the guy loves to hit, and, and now that he's he's playing first base, it seems to be that just he's settled in. Absolutely, uh, Lakewood. Let's move into the rest of the system right now. Lakewood seven and eleven in the second half, in sixth place in the standings. Tell me who to watch out for there, and what's going on with them. Well, the two guys that I would watch out for right now are the two catchers. I mean, the younger catcher, the prospect, is, is Raphael Marchand. He's only 20, 20 uh, years of age. Uh, in his last 10 games, he's hitting 395 now. Now, Marchand's not a big guy. He's not going to be hitting for a lot of power, um, but he is turning into a good catcher, and he seems to be a guy who's going to be able to hit for average. The interesting guy is, is a little older. It's Nick Matera. He's 22 years old, and he's a local product. He's from Roxbury, New Jersey. Uh, you'll be happy to hear this. He's a Rutgers product. That's right. Uh, That's right. Finally. Yeah. Finally. I can, we can say uh-huh. some good things about Rutgers. Yeah. So he, he was at Williamsport uh, for a short time, and, and he's brought up to Lakewood in his first two games. He's got two homers, four RBIs, batting 429, and he's got a 1.667 OPS. So uh, he's a guy to look out for. That's right. Uh, we'll have to keep watching what's going on. We'll have to, we're due for a trip out there. 
there soon. So maybe we'll see if we can talk to him when we go out next. Get yeah. get my little Rutgers. You'll, you'll wear all, uh, yeah, I was going to say, you're going to wear all your Rutgers gear? Well, I'm going to have to. You wear Michigan everywhere we go, no matter what. So I got to <laughs> at least show a little school pride. Tell me what's going on down there in Clearwater go. besides good weather. They're 13-9 and nine now. They're in second place behind the Dunedin Blue Jays. And Spencer Howard is back. Well, that is the big news. The big news is that Spencer Howard is back from an injury that's kept him out a little over a month. Uh, he returned on July 8th, and, uh, you know, they got him on a pitch count to start. And in his uh, first outing, he pitched four innings, gave up a whopping one hit, no runs, didn't walk a batter, so he was back to his pinpoint accuracy and had seven strikeouts. And you got to think that the Phillies are just grinning from ear to ear to have him back out on the mound. Well, you, they got to be. I'm grinning ear to ear to watch him. I mean, it's just he is a very, very professional, good pitcher. Yeah, I mean, look, last year, if you remember, he, he had a uh, – a no-hitter in the playoffs and his career breakdown since uh, it, it, the All-Star break last year is that in his first 23 games, uh, he had pitched 92 innings, uh, 4.99 ERA, had a 1.4 whip, but in the last 15 games, plus two playoffs, 89.1 innings pitched, 1.61 ERA, a 0.88 whip, 36.4% strikeout rate, a 5.9% walk rate, and only 58 hits and four wild pitches. Yeah, he's I mean, he's played he, well. He's a really good pitcher. Yeah. By the way, did you see? Outside, the other, did you see outside the stadium yeah. on the backfields Bryson Stott with a home run on his first at bat, the number one draft pick? For, his first professional at bat, he decided to launch one. Thank you. <laughs> that, and if and if you and if you remember, it's uh, last, the Phillies have had a little bit of luck with this, these first at bats because last year Alec Bohm had a triple on his first professional at bat. And he has so those back backfields are looking good. He has certainly moved quickly. Jeff, we've got under two minutes left. Let's get to the cross cutters and then out to Redding. I know you want to talk to Red, talk about Redding in the lead in. Yeah, well, uh, cross cutters are still struggling, but the, they have one hitting bright spot right now, which is. Juan Aparicio from Venezuela. He just turned 19 years of age. and In 19 games, he's at 63 bats, six doubles, two triples, a homer, nine RBIs. So he's the guy to watch. Last minute um, uh, tonight in Reading, they're playing the Thunder and JoJo Romero's on the mound. JoJo versus Garrett Whitlock for the Trenton Thunder, who's a tall, lanky pitcher, like 6'5". Um, but the most important thing about tonight's game is that it's also Cancer Awareness Night in support of the Darren Dalton Foundation. Um, and they're going to give away a John Crook bobblehead. And, and John Crook, Tommy Green, and Mickey Morandini are going to be at the game supporting the cause. Oh, well, that's definitely something to get out for. Are you going to be able to get out there, or are we going to have to go out next time? Yeah, well, we're not going to get out there for that bobblehead uh, and that important cause. But, you know, anybody that can get out there, be out there. If you can't be out there, uh, the Darren Dalton Foundation is still something that is an important cause. Uh, you know, John Cruck has had his issues with cancer as well. And, and uh, you know, it's just another example of, of the Phillies organization and its affiliates doing what they can for the community and making sure that they're giving back and benefiting. And if you missed our reunion of Greg Caserta and Mike Ventola, you can listen to it on our Heart of Sports site. We'll talk more about that next week. Thank you so much for joining us this week. Now we hand it over to Greg Caserta and Kirsten Carbach as they take you up to first pitch for the Fightins here on 610 ESPN. We'll be back next week. Enjoy the ball games.